the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals. It is Wednesday, February 28th. It is National Tooth Fairy Day. Supreme, did you do the Tooth Fairy or were you too hard? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything giving away some money or some gifts, I'm with it. <laughs> Sign do me up. Do you do Tooth Fairy with your kids? Yeah, 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 definitely. He thinks money um, comes out of the sky. Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, I knew that it was my mom, and I was still rocking with it. I was like... <laughs> I think he knows, too. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to put the tooth under the pillow. You know what I'm expecting. <laughs> um, just so we're clear. Uh, it is also National Public Sleeping Day. I'm not quite sure mm. what that means, because in a country that criminalizes uh, houseless people for sleeping right. in the public, I don't know why there's a national day associated with it but whatever the case um if you don't want people to be houseless use all this housing laying around and give them homes Mm -hmm. i don't know i don't know i know it's a wild idea wild wild idea uh coming up on the show today though we got some wild ideas recycling yep it's a scam y'all it's scamming. Oh, it's scamming. We got to talk that. about it. We got to talk about it. I actually talk about it on side effects of um, side effects of climate con- of climate change with uh, the Slow Factory's Celine, Selinas, and she really broke it down and taught us things like wish cycling, which is when you put something in the recycling bin because you wish it could be recycled and it's like yeah this ain't this ain't that uh we also have our resident blistorian that's a black historian kimberly renee she's gonna join us uh for why you bringing up old ish and teach us some history we also got some supreme right here got some explaining to do he's gonna talk about short men uh supreme is six two so that's why he feels like he can do this Uh, i also want to give you some good advice with I'm at tripping, and we're gonna take a block quiz. It's a black pop quiz, what it is. We got all that coming up and more. So make sure you keep it luck right here at the Amanda Seals show. We have our group chat topic of the week. Call us up if you have ever dated, married, had kids with somebody who was a flat out liar. Y'all watch that TikTok series. Who the F did I marry? We want to find out if you got part two. Let's make it an anthology. (laughs) All right, hit us up. Don't go anywhere. It's time to get this thing started. We're going to listen, laugh, and learn right here on the Amanda Seals Show. Amanda Seals show. I'm Amanda Seals and it is time to get into some black hearing news. All right. Shout out to Alabama, Birmingham, Alabama, where I will be on March 22nd and 23rd doing stand-up comedy and screening my political comedy documentary in Amanda We Trust. Get your tickets at amandaseals.com. The mayor, Randall Woodfin, is encouraging black athletes to leave the state if a proposed anti-diversity, equity, and inclusion bill passes. Senate Bill 129 was introduced by Senator Will Barfoot, a Republican from Pike Road. And if it's passed, it would prohibit public schools from endorsing a divisive concept. (laughs) Unbelievable. Such as teaching that slavery and racism are aligned with the founding principles of the United States. Wow. So, yeah, because, yeah, you know, even though that's the facts, they don't want to teach that because they said it is divisive. And what would a world or Alabama schools without black folks look like. I mean, he's saying that he want black folks in these public schools to be out of here if they go forward with this. And so we had to ask the question, what would 
a world without black folks look like? And so we're going to mm. play a little game, DJ Supreme. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to play a little game where I give you the white, you know, like origin of something. And then you're going to tell me the black version of it that turned it up, that made it cool. Okay. Okay. All right. So here's how it's going to go. Y'all can play along with us wherever you are listening. Okay. Wedding receptions were all achy, breaky hearts and the chicken dance until we sparked this movement across the dance floor. Uh, Achy, breaky heart. Listen to the words I'm using. Wedding receptions were all achy, breaky hearts and the chicken dance until we sparked this movement across the dance floor. Okay. See, I was going to say the electric slide, but I'm going to go yes, with the cha-cha sparked. slide. Okay. Sparked. Okay. That sparked. sparked it. Yeah. Okay. Spark. Cha-cha spot, spot. Look it to another Let's level. Get it? Spark electric. Okay. Yes. It's electric. Okay. Boogie, yeah. woogie, woogie. <laughs> Boogie, woogie, woogie. Yes. (laughs) Okay. So now we're in it. 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 Okay. All right. Johnny Carson had late night buttoned up and at the golf course until this show barked its way into the lead. Oh, that's easy. That's right. Keeping it going, a world without black folks. Mullets reigned as the official hairstyle of the renegade until brothers reached for higher heights. What was the name of that style? Oh, that's easy. A high top fade. Come on. That is correct. (laughs) Okay, we in it. We in it. We in it. All right. All right. A world without black folks. The world would have thought New York was privileged white people in very large apartments. Had this crew of sisters not had each other's backs in Brooklyn. Check, check, check it out. Check, check, check it out. Do <laughs> what you want. want right? <laughs> Living <your> single. <laughs> all right, all right. Now, music television, music TV was all Madonna and the Backstreet Boys, but these brothers made ODB feel at home. Um, that would be was, Yo MTV Raps. That Yo is MTV correct. <laughs> All right. You ready for two more? You got two more in you? Yeah, of course. Okay. Though we really should be singing Lift Every Voice and Sing at football games because there's like 90% black men on the field. Mm-hmm. It was this sister who made the national anthem have the same amount of soul. Oh. <sighs> Um, I'm going to go with... Nah, they didn't let them sing the... There's only one answer for this. Whitney Houston. Whitney That is correct. (laughs) Jasmine Sullivan definitely held her own, held her own. But Whitney, because of the timing and everything, it was just iconic. All right, last one, last one, last one, last one. While white girls were going wild at spring break, black girls were booty shaking here. A freak Nick. 
<laughs> there you have it, y'all. There you have it. Now, man, imagine if none of that had happened. Just wow. a world without us. You know, you got to think about that. Be in perspective. And Mayor Woodfin has definitely been thinking about that because that's why he said it. Y'all, these are how these are the ways in which we are able to use community, use the what we bring to these spaces and change them. Because at the end of the day, Black men on these fields, in these football games, in these basketball games for these teams, these teams are making so much money off of what they bring. Absolutely. So much money. And the state makes money off of it. So Mm -hmm. they really do have power in their presence. And you can use that power to really change the way people are trying to like suppress and discriminate. Just a word to the wise. All right. Just a word to the wise. We'll be right back. But first, we got to ask this question real quick, real quick. Because Michael said it first. They don't really care about us. <laughs> so we need to show them what a world without us really looks like, particularly in sports. It's the Amanda okay. Seal Show. Don't you love this place? Oh, we'll be right back. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome, y'all. It's the Amanda Seal Show. It's your girl, Amanda Seals, your favorite comedian and common sense specialist. All right. Are you ready to have a serious conversation, Supreme? Yes, yes. Wendy Williams. Oh, boy. She's 59 years old. Mm. She's been diagnosed with primary progressive aphasia and frontotemporal dementia. Simultaneously, her two-part documentary, Where is Wendy Williams, first aired last weekend on Lifetime. Mm-hmm. And many of her fans, um, they say it's exploitative. Uh, you know, some people have said that they feel like it's not fair that she would be experiencing what's happening in her personal life while this would come out because they feel like it's very it shows her in a very negative light yes um so i gotta ask a bigger question which is at what point is it disrespectful to speak the truth about somebody who was not respectful i think it's always okay to speak the truth about somebody I feel like people are saying that they feel like this type of documentary that wasn't like showing her in a positive light, that it's not fair to show it because she's going through a tough time. And I guess maybe this will sound like I'm not being compassionate, but I don't feel like she's really ever cared about anybody. Yeah, I think she would. I think she would be reporting about somebody else if it was somebody else talking all about the documentary and everything else. So you know, fair game is fair game, and she's the queen of all media. So you know, I mean, she never like changed her ways. I mean, I don't know that she ever was like, you know, I know at one point I used to be X, Y, Z, but now I'm doing this. Like, I remember like when Nicole Bitchy like let go of that name because she was like, you know, I don't want to be in the gossip space. I don't want to just be talking about, you know, tabloid stuff, et cetera. Like, Mm -hmm. I want to actually be uplifting. And that's when she changed her name to XO Nicole. She literally called me about that and was like you know, do you think I'm going to like lose my audience if I change my name? And I was like, no, they're not there for your name. They're there for your work. And especially if your work is going to be moving in a more positive direction, they will come with you. And the ones who leave you, you don't need them. Mm. But I don't think, I don't feel like uh, Wendy ever did that. Never, never. Even after the divorce, she was still on TV (laughs) talking about people. Yeah. So let me take it to another step. I've seen where people feel like when someone dies, that it's like disrespectful to speak negatively about them, whether it's Kevin Samuels or the Queen of England. 
Mm-hmm. And I will say my opinion is whatever you left behind is what people going to speak on when you go. I agree. I mean, I think people were speaking negatively about these people. They were um, polarizing personalities when they were around. So why would you expect them not to be polarizing in death? My, my man, I said the same thing, man. I said the same thing. Like I was like, I don't understand. Like they were doing this while they was alive. <laughs> I remember when George Bush passed and like I saw like someone, a brother who was like, you know, I, I support his family, him being a family man. I was like, why are you even reaching in like the depths of your soul to try and find something positive to say about George Bush Sr.? And he was like, because that's what you do in death. You know, res- God, God rest the dead, respect the dead. And I was like, I mean, I, I, I don't I don't think any of the people in Iraq are thinking about that. Yeah, I think people tend to romanticize people once they're not here anymore and forget that they were a human being with flaws and it was people who liked them and people who didn't like them. And that's just the reality of the situation. There you go. Well, Wendy is uh, in treatment and uh, she is working on her cognitive skills and she uh, received a court appointed guardianship recently well after after wells fargo alleged in 2022 that she was of unsound mind uh so let me hear your thoughts 1855 amanda 8 what are your thoughts on wendy williams 1855 amanda 8 did you see the documentary what do you think about the doc call me up we'll be right back to the amanda seal show the amanda seal show we up we up we up welcome to the amanda seal show it's amanda seals here your favorite comedian and common sense specialist and it is time for the homie DJ Supreme to do what we always do, which is keep you informed with some 60 second headlines. All right. Starting in August this year, the Albert Einstein School of Medicine in New York will be tuition free in perpetuity. This is because of a one billion dollar donation made by Dr. Ruth Gottsman, a retired professor at the school. Y'all, the historic donation was made in the name of her late husband, David Sandy Gottsman, a billion dollar donation. And when they announced it, the student body was like, ah, you know, <laughs> As they should have. I mean, schooling should be free. Schooling should be free. Like at the end of the day, like a lot of people should not be able to go to medical school, not because they can't afford it, but because they don't have the skills to go to medical school. You know what right. I'm saying? Like yeah. think about how many people are so smart, but they just don't have the money. And we are always lacking in people that are, you know, uh, top level physicians. So I love this. Yeah, that's dope. Two men were found guilty this week in the 2002 killing of Jason Mizell, a.k.a. Jam Master J, the pioneering DJ of Run DMC, Ronald Washington, Jay's childhood friend, and Cole Jordan Jr., Jay's godson, were convicted of murder. That is so crazy. It'd be your own people, bro. 22 years later, had to live with that. Like, that's wild. A fight nearly broke out in the courtroom after the verdict was announced. The two men's supporters began shouting as both of them were rushed out the courtroom. Mm. Damn. Mm. Statistics show that many young people between the ages of 12 and 25 reported having poor mental health during and after the pandemic. And the rate of prescribing antidepressants to this group is now up 64%. Yeah. I genuinely believe that we have crossed over into some other dimension that like our human like organic bodies that are just not supposed to live. And so that's why we keep needing all these like extra, it should not require all of this to live. It just shouldn't, it, it just shouldn't require all of this upkeep, upkeep, upkeep. You know, I mean, I went and picked up an antidepressant today. We'll see if it worked. 
All right. President Joe Biden says that he hopes there'll be a ceasefire in the Israeli siege on Gaza. By next Monday, Biden says, quote, my national security advisor tells me that we're close. We're close. It's not done yet. And my hope is that we'll be there by next Monday to have a ceasefire. He said this while eating ice cream, by the way. Also, I'm just like, also, like, why y'all keep letting this old man eat ice cream? That that dairy, that sugar, like, none of that could be good for him. None of it. Um, Also, they said that they're going to, the plan is that they're going to stop any onslaught on Palestine during Ramadan. By the way, they attack Palestine every Ramadan, like consistently. They do. Consistently. But now this year, they're like, okay, well, we're going to give y'all a pause. I just, I hate it all. I hate it all. I hope for the sake of these people that they get a ceasefire and that aid makes it to the people of Kassa. I saw a toddler that passed away today from eating bread made of animal feed and it poisoned them. It was the ice cream for me. What? Why are you eating ice what? cream while making this announcement? Precisely. You know, if you're if you're following what's going on, you're you're daily horrified. Literally, you're daily horrified by the lack of humanity on multiple levels. On the level of Israeli citizens who are supporting the imp- the impediment of aid being brought to civilians, all on the way up to the freedom of speech that has been given to Israeli and American politicians to just speak in really horrific language about a people <laughs> that are being like literally bombed every day. So, you know, uh, don't 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 ever let it get too comfortable for you. Don't don't let it get normalized. You should be shocked every time. Those are your 60 second headlines. When we get back, we got why you bringing up old ish right here at the Amanda Seals show. The Amanda Seals show. We up, we up, we up. Yes, y'all, this is the Amanda Seals show. It's Amanda Seals here. And we are joined by our resident blistorian. I know, I know. It's a black historian. Uh, we have Kimberly Renee joining us for... Why are you bringing up old? Teach us, old sage, please. Tell us about somebody we need to know about <laughs> or something we need to know of about. Of course, of course, of course, of course. So today, the last installment of our Black History Month, we are going back to where we started, which is the banking industry. And we're going to be talking mm-hmm. about a man named Charles Banks, a, a name okay. that is apropos. And so Charles Banks is the man who Booker T. Washington called the most influential Negro businessman in the United States. And Amanda, I had never heard of him until a couple right. of weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> so he was born in 1870. Have they made a movie about him? Parents. No. I feel like I find okay. so many things that like, should be turned into a movie. So somebody, mm-hmm. somebody called me. Okay. So 1873, he was born to enslaved parents. And then he went to Rust College, which is now Rust University, HBCU in Mississippi. But I don't think he graduated. He left in 1890. And in that year, he started his first business, a commerce business called Banks and Bro. Don't ask me what they sold. I couldn't find that information. But the business was in Clarksdale, Mississippi. Now, about 30 miles south of Clarksdale is a city called Mound Bayou. It was an all-Black settlement that was founded in 1887 by a group of formerly enslaved Americans, specifically, well, Black Americans, specifically a man named Isaiah Montgomery. He started the, the town and it was starting to thrive around the same time. In fact, Mound Bayou at one point was Mississippi's leading cotton producer with free people. Okay. Oh, okay. Free people. <laughs> we'll allow it. We'll so, allow it. So the money was flowing. 
the town was attracting the most forward-thinking, enterprising Black people to the area, including Charles Banks. And so he mm-hmm. went down there and he decided to support the area. He started, he put down roots. Now, the lovely thing about Mound Bayou is that it was a safe haven because this is still Jim Crow South, yeah. but everything was Black. They had mm-hmm. Black post office, Black drugstore, Black physicians, Black train mm-hmm. station, black, atur- black everything. Yeah. And so while in all of these different areas, even, you know, Elaine, Arkansas, which is not that far, there's a massacre just south in Clinton, Mississippi. There's another race mm-hmm. massacre. Mount Bayou was a safe haven. And so when Charles got there, he founded a bank, which we started mm-hmm. the conversation about. Mount, uh, the Bank of Mount Bayou. He also founded the Mount Bayou Cotton Mill. He also secured funding for the Carnegie Public Library in Mount oh, Bayou. Wow. Now, to this day, Mount Bayou still exists and it's blackity black black. <laughs> it's like 99.9% black people. All right. Unfortunately, it's not thriving in the same way that it was before. But on a positive note, it didn't reach its demise because of violence. It didn't reach its demise because of urban renewal. Um, Desegregation is what led to it not being the thriving place that it used to be. Um, But again, Mount Bayou and the the buildings that Charles Banks worked in, specifically his bank, are actually still there. Look at that. Mount Bayou. Shout out to Charles Banks and to Mount Bayou down there in Mississippi. And shout out to Kimberly Renee for always keeping us informed and reminding us where we came from so we can know where we need to be going. Mm-hmm. And that's not just in Black History Month, y'all. This is every week right here at the Amanda Seal Show. Keep it locked. We'll be right back. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Amanda Seals show. I am Amanda Seals. Today is Wednesday, February 28th. Uh, Happy birthday if today is your birthday. Also happy birthday to Bernadette Peters. All of my musical theater fans. You're smiling in your car right now because you're thinking about Bernadette. (laughs) You're thinking about Bernadette. You're thinking about like an unexpected song, an unexpected song. You're thinking about Bernadette as the witch and into the woods. You're thinking about it and I'm with you and I hear you and I love you. Yes, because we are geeks for life. <laughs> All right, Black Hero News coming up next. We got, uh, did you know recycling is a scam? No, I did not. And I'm interested to hear about that. (laughs) (laughs) According to a new report, it might be. So we'll find out. We've also got our new segment, Supreme Splaining. Yes, DJ Supreme right here has got some splaining to do. So we're going to be all ears. All right. We also have the Big Up Let Down, which today involves a Tesla, Madonna, and some pies. If you miss any of the show, you can listen to our daily podcast available wherever you get your podcasts. We will be right back to the Amanda Seals show. 
Amanda Seals show. It's Amanda Seals. And uh, let's get into some Blackheart news. All right. Supreme, you said you, you were really curious about this one. So let me put you on. What if plastic recycling, in fact, does little to help the environment and instead serves the interests of the same big oil interest groups that are destroying Earth's ecosystems? Say it ain't so. They got us again. A new report titled The Fraud of Plastic Recycling from the Center for Climate Integrity reveals that apparently the oil and plastics industries have deceptively promoted recycling as a sustainable solution for over half a century. Wow. (laughs) Despite knowing that plastic recycling is not technically or economically viable at scale. Wow. So, now, by the way, I have wondered this because I'd be like, "Where, where, where's, where's, where's this going? What's, what they doing when we, when we do the recycling? What does it do? You know, what I'm saying, like, are they, are they, are they, are they turning it into something? And then, you know, sometimes you see things that will say like made from yeah, recyclable materials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're like, oh, that's where it's going. Okay, that's fine, fine. But like, how often do you see that? How, how often are you even looking for it now that I'm thinking? So what happens when they give you five cents for bringing like people that actually do that? They get that go to the place and put stuff in there for five cents and get money back. Is that plastic or is that aluminum? They have plastic and aluminum at the one that I used to go to when I tried it. Hmm. I'm not sure. I mean, I guess I guess the, the real thing that they're saying is not that it isn't something but that it isn't at the scale okay. that they have okay. said it is. Okay. Right? Because they essentially have presented recycling as if it's like a one-to-one type situation. Like, well, we make it in this plastic, but y'all recycling this plastic. Mm-hmm. And so it's all coming equally out. You know, it's all balancing out, which Very is really effective. not the case. Also, when you find out that the trash cans at the airport that say like plastic and food, there's not separate bags. Oh, you're exactly right. Sometimes it'll go in the same thing. It's all yeah. the same bag. It just They've has like scamming. little holes. Scamming, <laughs> yo. Very, very scammery. The authors of the report say big oil companies and the plastics industry have deceptively promoted recycling. And essentially that they are saying, and now the authors of the report are saying, listen, it's time for accountability. Um, And they're not by themselves. The communications manager at the Plastic Pollution Coalition pointed to data that clearly shows, y'all, we don't even recycle anyway. (sighs) He's breaking my heart today. I really be putting the effort to put the stuff in recycling because my wife harasses me about that. I do too, but they call it wish cycling. If you, if you haven't listened to the episode of my podcast, small doses, side effects of climate change with the, uh, the head of the slow factory, Celine Saman, check it out. She puts us on a whole bunch of game and she just talks about the ways in which we have been tricked and she calls it wish cycling. Wish cycling is when you in your mind, like, yeah, I'm putting this in the recycling bin. Cause I believe this is going to get recycled. And it's like, nah, ma. It's, it's not. It's not. Mm. So there you have it. Sorry to burst your bubbles, y'all. It ain't. It ain't. It ain't Black Joy Friday. So we got to tell the truth. <laughs> they, got, they got us. Holla at me, y'all. One eight five five Amanda Eight. We'll be right back to the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up. We up. We up.
Yes, y'all, it's the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals, and it is time for us to get into our new segment, Supreme Splaining. Take it away. All right. Uh, you familiar with New York rapper Scarlett? She has that song, Get the F Up Out of New York. I do not, but okay. what is she, who is she talking to? <laughs> She's telling people to move to PA if you can't handle all this aggressive Get up out of New York. So it's I hear that. Like, I hear um, that. You know, Onyx, MOP type vibes, even early Remy Ma type vibes. So was Scar- it Scarlet with 50 Cent? I think she came out one time with 50 Cent. So you know how when 50 Cent will bring out a new young yeah, New York yeah, rapper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel I like that's where I first heard of her. Yeah, yeah. So Scarlett was recently on a podcast and she was talking about what kind of men that that she looks for and what kind of men that she does not like. Let's take a listen. Little men, I date date little men that's smaller than me. I don't date men that's bigger than me. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. You date little men instead of big men. Yeah, because big men probably could put me in check. I don't want to be put in check. So you don't like being folded? Nah, whoa, what you mean by that? <laughs> whoa, said, being folded is crazy. You put you in checks. So I'm just trying to, you know what I'm saying? Nah, I put, <laughs> I put people in check. I put grown men in check. Little men. I dominate little men. You think they're going to dominate me? Yeah. I'm a grown woman. <laughs> I'm a big woman, too. I put them in check. So what, what's 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 the high requirement for you? Like, what's the minimum? I like a 5.5, 5.6. Oh, I'm in the, the game. Most. I'm in the game. I'm 5.6. I'm Okay, let me explain this to you why this is very problematic. (laughs) And what this woman has done, this woman has basically made all men under the height of 5'5 feel really insecure about themselves. And you know who they take out this insecurity and aggression on? Taller men. I've been pressed several times really? by short dudes that probably have had somebody say something to them in this matter and in this fashion. Stop bringing on this Napoleon complex amongst these men by making them feel less than. These men are okay. Guys, your height is okay. I was once pressed by a dude that was like 4'11". What does somebody that's 6'2 do in a situation like that? Because that's a lose-lose battle either way you go. Like, why are you picking on this little guy? Or why did you let this little guy beat you up? Either way, you lose. So, ladies... Please stop doing this to these little men because they bring the aggression out. Once I had a small friend that told me this, we're all the same size when we lay down. So let's use that as a mantra. Also incorrect. From these guys. Like, please, I'm begging you, please. That is not true. Um, I just want to say that, that you're not all the same side lying down. That's something, Amanda. Please, <laughs> just, I mean, I'm just. I've been around the world, and I, I, I know that that's not the case. But you know what matters? It's not the size of your height. It's the size of your personality. Yeah, that's really Thank you know. It's it's, it's 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 your kindness. How how it's not how tall you reach. You know, on the measurement, but how far you reach in compassion. That's what that's what matters. I don't want no problems from the Munchkin land. Please, please. See, you just got yourself some problems. We'll be right back. Amanda Seal Show. We up, we 
it's time for the Big Up Letdown on the Amanda Seal Show. I'm Amanda Seals here. If you missed the, the latest edition of Supreme Splaining, you need to go to wherever you get your podcast and check it out because you missed the funny one. Good Lord. I'm going to laugh about that later. We got the big up letdown. Let's get into it. Today's big up, big up. doesn't exist because we have two letdowns today. Okay. <laughs> yeah, two, two letdowns and they both are letdowns to accountability. All right. Our first letdown goes to Tesla and backing out of a big order of mini pies. Oh, yeah. That was messed up. So this place called The Given Pies, a Black-owned bakery in San Jose, they got an order from Tesla for 4,000 mini pies. They made the pies. It was supposed to be for Valentine's Day. And then they just canceled it. Mm. <laughs> like they canceled the bakery sent them a quote the order was approved they started making the pies and she reportedly sent them like a revised invoice with a noon deadline on the same day mm. but by the afternoon the money hadn't come through and they had to and they got a text canceling the order they had bought all these additional ingredients they had like changed their production schedules they had turned down other mm. Black History Month catering requests to fulfill Tesla's needs like Come on. That's not okay. They got to make that right. The bakery is called the Giving Pies Mm. Bakery in San Jose. (laughs) So if if you can support them in any kind of way and show them some love, man, do so. Because that right there, I know they had to be hit with that one. That's not okay. Not cool. You know what else isn't cool? Let down. Oh, man. Lack of accountability goes to Madonna. Madonna is on her celebration tour, okay? During the show, she features a well-intentioned age tribute to her friends and peers that, you know, we've lost to the disease. Mm-hmm. However, she included somebody in the tribute that has not been confirmed as having succumbed to the disease. And sometimes it is Never too much. Yes, it is too much yes. when you include Luther Vandross in a I tribute. Like that. Yes. I mean, what are we? <laughs> That's so crazy. She was called out by the estate oh. of the late R&B singer, and they was like, "Get him off of that list." That's not accurate. Now, again, no shade to anyone who has passed. Mm-hmm. You know, by by um, AIDS. I mean, we just saw the lot, the death of Hadia Bryant, who was the young lady who had become a oh, spokesperson yeah. for Rest HIV AIDS when she was like five years old, right? Mm-hmm. She was born when, and contracted the disease and from birth. But nonetheless, Luther Mandrose died in 2005 due to complications from a stroke. Yeah. You know, so it's just, uh, come on. We we gotta we gotta really just say truth. Yeah. I don't know why. And Madonna is pretty sharp, but she missed, she missed the mark on this one. Mm. Yeah. Her house was not a home. Her house was not a home. <laughs> that's our big up letdown right there, y'all. Give me a call. 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. We've got a group chat topic of the week that I'd love to hear your thoughts on. You know that we all listened to the Who the F Did I Marry series on TikTok. And listen, a lot of us were listening to that like, ooh, child, I can relate. I remember when I dated this one fraud or I know my baby daddy is a, an, or my husband was a, well, we want to hear your stories. 1-855-AMANDA-8. So give me a ring. All right. We'll be right back to the Amanda Seals Show. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, 
Welcome back, y'all. It's the Amanda Seals Show. I am Amanda Seals. Madonna got our let down. Last, uh, last break, she got our let down for talking about Luther Vandross and him being um, <laughs> somebody who passed away due to HIV AIDS and including him in a memoriam segment. And that was not the case. Uh, but this seems to be a trend for her because she she has also come out and spoken, you know, about what's going on in Palestine. And she spoke from a very uninformed place when she did speak publicly about it. So Madonna needs to get better fact checkers around her. That's what she needs to do. She needs to get better, better fact checkers around her because um, the material girl is looking real serial incorrect girl. And oh, so man. you don't want to be that. <laughs> you don't want to be that, you know, like it's just not it's not the look. It's not the look. OK, so if anyone can pass that message to her, please do. Thanks. All right. This is the Amanda Seals show. We've got more show for you. Uh, if you have not checked us out wherever you get your podcast, then you should do that, because if you miss any of the show, you don't got to sweat about it because it's like, oh, I could just go over here and check it. OK, remember to tell your friends that we got this thing going on over here because we are something different. We are focused on giving you laughs and also facts at the same damn time. Mm -hmm. It's innovative. I know. We'll be right back to the Amanda Seals Show. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. We ain't nobody's fool. We shaking up the system. Rewrite unwritten rules. We speak the world gon' listen. We shine. Seals. It is, uh, what day is it? Today is Wednesday, February 28th. It's a leap year. So that means we have tomorrow mm-hmm. as well, right? Is it yes. still February? Yes. Um, well, it was on this day in 1983. So that means I was two that the final episode of MASH aired. Do, 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 do. Uh, that's when I knew it was time for TV to go off when that came. Why on. did we hate that show so much? <laughs> when I was a kid, I didn't even know what this show was about, but I was so disinterested yeah. in this show. But now that I'm really learning so much more about the Vietnam War and the ways in which like anti-Vietnam War activism can really help elevate our anti-imperialism activism. If you haven't checked out my Common Sense Kickback that I did with Greg J. Stoker, please check it out. It's actually not only informative, but hilarious because both of us are ridiculous people. But you can check it out on YouTube with Man of Seals TV. <laughs> but now I feel like I want to... Is anyone streaming MASH? It was... By the way, this was the... this The finale set a record for the most watched television episode at really? that time. Wow. Yes. And MASH... Also, it was like the longest running show for like a long time. Mm. Um, it was also on this day in 1984 that Michael Jackson won eight Grammy Awards for Thriller. Salute, 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 salute. And that was also not the day that we found out that Michael Jackson was wearing a hoodie with a blazer on the cover of Thriller. That didn't happen oh, until like two yeah. years ago where we all realized like, Today. hold up. <laughs> Oh, you just found that out today? Yeah, yes. I didn't even realize. Someone pointed that out about two years ago and we all went, whoa. <laughs> yes, he is wearing a zip up hoodie with a blazer. Mm-hmm. Wow. So 
Yeah, innovator, innovator. <laughs> Coming up this hour, uh, I got to give you some good advice. We got Am I Tripping? And we're going to take a block quiz and go to the phone lines. All that's coming up, so don't go anywhere. It's the Amanda Seals Show. Welcome back, y'all. It's the Amanda Seals Show. I am Amanda Seals. Every day, we have those moments that make us double take, scratch our chins, and ask ourselves, am I tripping? And I know sometimes that happens, and you're like, if I could just ask Amanda Seals, I feel like she might have some insight. And you're right. I would. That's why y'all got to call me up and tell me your Am I Trippin's or you can DM us at Seal Said It. I'm here. I'm available for you. All right. Hit me up. 1-855-MANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. All right. So let's check out this one that came in. Hey, Amanda, my name is James and I need some advice. I'm it's almost spring break time and my wife and I are fighting because we're planning a spring break getaway with the family. We discovered that her cousin is getting married that weekend and she says we need to be there for her. They were close as kids and she wanted to go. I say this screws with our family trip. They should have planned this wedding further in advance. I only get two weeks of vacation every year and I don't want to waste one of the weeks going to a wedding for her mm. cousin. I suggested she go to the wedding and I stay home with the kids to save money and we have our family trip later. But she says I need to support her. I say this is ridiculous. I don't even know this cousin. What should I do? Am I tripping that I have decided not to go? Hmm. Mm. I'm going to ponder this. I'm also going to uh, punt this to uh, the married man here to also g- give some added input. But I do have thoughts. <laughs> you know, I do have thoughts. <laughs> so keep it like right here to the Amanda Seal Show. I'll be right back. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back, y'all. It's the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals, and we are in the midst of an Am I Trippin'? Okay, so we got this note from James. James asking for advice. Let me run it down for you real quick. He and his wife, they planned a big spring break getaway with their family, but then his wife's cousin is getting married now at the same time as their spring break trip, and James is like, oh, F that. I don't want to go. His wife says, listen, like, we can go both. We can go to the wedding and we just go to the spring break trip. It's just shorter. And James says, no, I don't want to go. I don't even know this cousin. And I'll just stay here and you can go. And then we can, like, resume our trip. He asked if he was tripping for acting this way. Mm. Now, before I give my thoughts, I would like to defer first to the married man here. Okay. How would you handle this, DJ Supreme, husband (laughs) Supreme? There are a couple factors working here. It depends on finances. Can they afford to go on both trips? And it also depends on, is there a way that he can go to half of the trip? That way, everybody's satisfied. Like, let's say the wedding's on a Saturday. Maybe he could fly out on a Friday, stay Saturday, stay Sunday, be back to work on Monday. I would try to work some type of compromise, but I think the general ruling would be depending on the financial status of... Okay, so let's just say for for giggles that the, the money is fine, like that money is not an issue. Yeah, I would try to go and just work it out a way where I can go on both. I wouldn't sacrifice the family trip to go on this trip, but I would try to be there to be supportive of my wife and maybe find a sitter or somebody to watch the kids while I'm there for those three days. But yeah, I would try to work it out. Good answer. Good answer. <laughs> this is the thing. When I see stuff like this, I'd be like, why Why y'all like fighting so much? Yeah, it's not that serious. (laughs) It's not that serious. Like, I know that he said it is serious for him. He has only two weeks off. He doesn't want to spend them with the cousin. But it's like, 
you go into a wedding, like you're spending it with your wife, you know, mm-hmm. ultimately you're not going to be spending it with the cousin. The cousin is spending it getting dressed and ready for the wedding, et cetera, et cetera. But also the other part of this, which is a very important part of this is you married into a family. Yeah. So your family, that's not her cousin. That's your cousin. Exactly. And that's really just the reality of what it is. And I know that that may seem kind of like, you know, oh, you're being nitpicky, but it's like, I'm not. Ultimately, th- this is what marriage is, you mm-hmm. know? And uh, there are, unfortunately, sacrifice is a strong word, but there's also just times where you just got to take an L. Like, ah, man, this is what it is. But then you know what you can do here is now you've got a gimme. Because now you can okay. be like, yeah. okay, I got you. However, we going to need to do something else on the flip. You got to, yeah. you, you understand me? I got to give me, I got to get out of jail card or, you know, not, not, <laughs> not, no, not that kind, not that kind, but you know what I'm saying? So I think at the end of the day, um, also, I think there's something to be said for the fact that like, you can get into like the logistics of like, well, I already planned it and I already did this, et cetera, et cetera. Life happens. Absolutely. You got to pivot. <laughs> Life happens. Sometimes it's inconvenient and it's annoying. You complete. And guess what? Complain about it. Mm. Get it off. Not doing <laughs> Complain trip, about bro. it. Go time. on the trip. <laughs> Have a good time. Is it an open bar? Do you think? Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Let's always try and make the best of it, man. There's there's so many other things I feel like that are real, real problems that this to me seems like something y'all can work out. And that if you stand your ground on it, it probably isn't worth it. And it's going to make a bigger problem at all. So battle. Yes, you are tripping. We'll be right back to the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. What's up, y'all? It's the Amanda Seals Show. I am Amanda Seals, and it's time for us to get into a blop quiz. That's right. It's a black bop quiz, what it is. TJ, okay. what do you got for us? We've got pop culture. We've got current affairs. So question number one, President's Day was celebrated in the U.S. last week. The observance mm-hmm. usually falls on or near which president's birthday? President Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln. You are both incorrect. Oh, Washington. George Washington is yeah. the correct. President's Day usually falls on or near George Washington's birthday, which is February 22nd. Okay, so neither of us got that point. Got it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Keep in okay, question number two. <laughs> In an unprecedented decision, which state's Supreme Court ruled that frozen embryos are children? Alabama. Alabama. I mean, Alabama. Yeah. 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 Alabama, Alabama is correct. Smart Bunyan! Which is also terrible, by the way. And absurd. Very much so. What is the minimum age for TikTok users? Or what is the minimum age for users on TikTok? 13. I'll give you a multiple. Oh, sorry. Go ahead with the multiple. <laughs> I'll give you a multiple choice. Is it 10, 13, 16, or 21? I was going to say 13, but he said it first. TikTok says all of its users must now be at least 13 years old. Is that new? Smart, funny, in. Let me give you your flowers. Let me give you your flowers. You right. You right. You right. My fault. My fault. My fault. Let me give you your flowers. Let me look through these questions. Okay. One more question. 
Okay. Which country recently hosted its movie award show equivalent to the Oscars? Was it A? England, BAFTA. Ding, ding, ding. Amanda Seale, you are correct. It was the BAFTA (laughs) Film Award. She's global. She's global. Yeah, I had no idea. All right. (laughs) You definitely buzzed in, though. You're going to be like Nigeria, the Nollywoods. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That felt good. That was a good range of uh, information right there. I feel like our listeners definitely got a lot of knowledge in a very short amount of time. Yeah. See what happens here at the Amanda Seals Show? <laughs> Man, we're going to give you some more when we get back because we have our resident Black historian, Kimberly Renee. She is going to take us back into time and put us on to a Black history icon that we don't know about, but that we should know about. So stick around right here to the Amanda Seals Show. We'll be right back. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the system. Rewrite unwritten rules. Oh, come on. We speak the world on this We shine and rise. We up, we up, we up. The Amanda Seal Show. Remember, you can check us out wherever you get your podcasts, as well as my podcast, Small Doses. This week, we've got Representative Barbara Lee. She's running for the Senate in California, and California has our primary next week. So uh, definitely worth a listen. Make sure you check that out. It drops today, the audio, and you can check out the video tomorrow uh, at Amanda Seals TV. All right. Um, on YouTube. All right. It's time to get into some vocabulary. I've never heard this word in my life. Um, and I want to use it like on a regular basis. The word is opprobrium. It's a noun. Opprobrium. Our word of the day. How you spell it? Opprobrium. O P P R O B R your face. I U M. You down with OPP? That's what I was going to say. When you're down with OPP, whatever that means, because it was multiple (laughs) meanings for OPP. So, yeah. (laughs) So, opprobrium refers to very strong disapproval or criticism of a person or thing, especially by a large number of people. Oh, opposed is the root word. I guess so, yeah. Um, so like Tiffany Haddish is still posting videos of her paid for propaganda trip to Israel despite public opprobrium. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, I be having a lot of opprobrium, y'all. Right. So <laughs> I feel like my opprobrium bucket is full, okay? <laughs> to the tippy. Now coming up this hour, we got politicians say the darndest things. And in case you missed it, we got 60 second headlines and more. So keep it locked right here. To the Amanda Seals show. We got more show for you. Welcome back, y'all. It's the Amanda Seals show. It's your girl, Amanda Seals, your favorite comedian and common sense specialist. And it is time for. Politicians say the darndest things. Okay, so this isn't a politician, but he's politician adjacent. All right. Donald Trump Jr. took a page out of his father's The Blacks Love Me book and claimed. That not only do black men love him, they admire him. Check it out. 
I travel all over the country. I fly commercial. I like I'm all, you know, I, I have seen and witnessed now more than ever, uh, you know, the amount of African-American men that have come up to me literally like, hey, man, you're my hero. I'm like, what? I like really like I, I did not have that in my bingo card. <laughs> I just be I, at this point. I don't even know if he's lying. I don't know. He is. That is cat. That's cat. <laughs> Capadonna. And- oh my gosh. I mean, I don't know, black men. I feel like we're getting so many examples of these white men talking for y'all. Why am I not hearing y'all? That's what I'm trying to. I'm like, where where are the loud black men? Where's Killing Mike and his big mouth when things like this are happening? Shouldn't he be yelling over everybody about how this is all BS? Where Where's Dr. Umar? I don't Where are think the they, loud they, brothers? They gave him a mic to talk about this yet. Somebody needs to give them a mic because I, I, I have I, they ever waited for someone to provide them with a mic? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, there's a lot of brothers out here, and these folks now. So let's run it down. We had this statement right here. Then we had Byron Donaldson, the coon from Florida, saying that, yeah, it's true. Black people do vote based on sneakers or something like that. Then we had Donald Trump saying that, uh, you know, black people are aligning with him because they feel like he's been discriminated against for his indictments the same way they are. Then we had the the anchor on Fox saying that black people are going to vote for Trump because of sneakers. See, I, let me say it right here on the Amanda Seal show. <laughs> this is Cap, and they put propaganda like this out there to get people to think that type of way, where, you know, you have to have a representative of the black male community in these conversations before you allow people to make blanket statements like this, because that's not true. You heard it. And Supreme is a black man. I mean, he's an alpha, not that way an alpha and as a member of the sorority you know fraternity you know because what did I just say <laughs> sorority <laughs> I got flustered because I just started picturing people being like I'm an alpha man I'm an alpha and you're like relax <laughs> if you were a true alpha you wouldn't have to say that calm down. please <laughs> calm down calm down but you heard it here you heard it here all right so now that should inspire you to be wherever you are saying it wherever you are okay and see, I didn't have to give Supreme the mic. He took it. He said, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. <laughs> I had to represent my bag. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be right back, y'all, to the Amanda Seal Show. Supreme said, that's cat. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Yes, y'all, it's the Amanda Seal Show. I'm Amanda Seals, and it is time for us to head on out of here. Yeah, man, we're going to head on out. We had a great time. We had a great show. We talked about a lot of things. Did you know recycling is a scam? Mm-hmm. Talked about that. We talked about Wendy Williams. Uh, we did a block quiz. We just had a regular good old time. You know, here at the Amanda Seals Show, you can always trust that we're going to inform you, but we're also going to entertain you. So remember, you can check out the Amanda Seals Show wherever you get your podcasts. And you can also follow us on the uh, internet at Seals Said It, okay? At Seals Said It. And you can watch it on YouTube at Seals Said It as well. All right. Uh, 
Remember, if you haven't gone to amandaseals.com to sign up for my newsletter and check out when I'm going to be in a city near you, then you are probably going to miss out. So you should definitely go do that. Mm-hmm. Also, while you're at it, why don't you subscribe to my Patreon? I'm going to be in Birmingham, Alabama on the 22nd and 23rd. I'm going to be in Dallas, Texas, the 12th, 13th, and 14th. We actually moved the date. Uh, first, it was First, it was canceled. Then we got put in another date that fell during Ramadan. And now that I've got a whole Arab, Palestinian, Muslim contingent, I said, nope, we can't, can't do it. Got to do it after. Got to do it after. Smag considerate. (laughs) (laughs) Got to do it after for the assalamualaikum of it all. All right. So that's how it's going down. And I want to want to see y'all out there. So make sure you get your tickets. Remember, on Thursday's show, we have our headliner of the week. My homie, if you've been to any of my stand up shows, a lot of them, the opener is Reg Thomas. If you've ever watched my political comedy documentary in Amanda, we trust Reg is in the documentary and he'll be joining us tomorrow. You can join the chats every hour. Are millennials financially stressing to impress? And would you date someone that has kids? Hmm. Have you ever had to deal with baby mamas and baby daddies? Ooh, I got stories for that. And we got more right here, so don't go anywhere tomorrow. We'll be back with the Amanda Seals Show. We are each other's business. When we look out for each other, we lift each other up. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up.